You normally hear this every Sunday night at 8 o'clock when it's Andrew Giuliani and yours truly. But Andrew is down in Mar-a-Lago on very important business, and he's broken away from Donald Trump and his father, Rudy, and many others in Mar-a-Lago. Thanks for coming on board on your own show, Andrew. (laughs) Well, Curtis, thank you very much for having me. I got to tell you, I just got up from the table about 10 minutes ago, and I asked President Trump, I said, is there anything you'd like me to tell you to the WABC audience, something going on here? And he said, we're going to win this thing come November and this coming year here. He said, get on out and vote. He said he thinks New York is on the table. Somebody also said he thinks New Jersey's on the table. And make sure you get out there, you volunteer. And Trump 2024 was his message that he just said right during the halftime show here. That was his message to the WABC listeners. Now, um, uh, you're having a good time, right? We're having a very good time. And uh, we've been down here for some stuff with my father. He's doing very well, and, and uh, it's, been, it's been nice. I will tell you this, Curtis. We haven't seen any uh, West Palm or Palm Beach police officers attacked at all while I've been down here. It's not like Times Square in New York City. It seems to be very different. <laughs> well, I want you to have a good time for the rest of the time you're at Mar-a-Lago before you return. Just don't mention my name down there. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis, I think uh, my strategy is going to be if, if I – if I have a match with the president at some point, and for some reason we're on opposite teams, and I need to win a hole, I might mention your name and see if that has an effect. <laughs> it might even it might piss him off and focus him in even more. Who well, knows? Might, might cause an argument between President Trump and your father, Rudy Giuliani, who's been my biggest defender. <laughs> well, you know he absolutely loves Dad. Absolutely loves you, and uh, you know he sees. I think just like so many New Yorkers see that there are a lot of people that are all talk when they come out there and they talk about how much they care about the city. There's nobody that's bled for New York City more over the last 45 years than Curtis Sliwa. And if I'm not mistaken, Curtis, we're within a week or so, we're within a couple of days of the 45th anniversary of the Guardian Angels. Is that not correct? That is correct. In fact, I mentioned it earlier when we were talking about uh, what Nancy uh, discovered last week that I played on the Rip and Read. That was Eric Adams in Brownsville. Uh, dissing and dismissing your dad in a crowd because, you know, he's trying to play the race card because he's trying to, he knows he's in trouble, so he's really trying to line up the black vote. And when he dissed and dismissed your father, we just played the cuts. There was no response from the audience. He was expecting that to be the applause line because people know when your dad was mayor, things were so much safer and better in Brownsville and in the rest of the city. Well, as much as they want to rewrite history now, and the Eric Adams and maybe the Bill de Blasios of the world may want to rewrite history, um, the truth is the numbers don't lie on this stuff. And when you saw the record crime that we had in New York here in the early 90s, and you saw what Rudy Giuliani was able to do, and even 12 years of Bloomberg, crime continued to go down. And sadly, to see it spiking back up right now, where it's unbelievable to me, Curtis, when you actually see this and having lived through this, to see that Times Square now seems to be almost kind of the hotbed of this. I mean, to, to think of the three things that happened here in the last two weeks in Times Square, from the police getting attacked on camera, and then we know these migrants were released by Alvin Bragg. Only one was held with bail. The others ended up fleeing across the country. And then what happened while you were live on Fox News there to have one of your guardian angels attacked and assaulted, And then the shooting that happened in Times Square just two or three days 
after that, it's amazing to see this happening uh, in Times Square, in one of the hottest places in the world that people from all over the world end up coming to. It, it really is disheartening. And it sends a message, sadly, I think, not just to New Yorkers that are looking with pride and saying, man, this, this used to be a place where we really have a lot of pride in. But it's also sending a message to those tourists who might want to spend their hard-earned money here in New York and saying, you know what, we're going to wait till New York gets safer. Maybe we'll go somewhere else where, where I feel like my parents, my, my kids are not going to be attacked. Yeah, Las Vegas, where the Super Bowl is, which is packed. <laughs> exactly. But now, about Las Vegas and the Super Bowl, I don't know if you're aware, but before the kickoff, uh, President Trump declared on Truth Social, uh, it's gone viral. Uh, he commented on the dynamic duo, you know, the couple of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. He basically branded uh, Travis Kelsey a liberal, and he branded uh, Taylor Swift a disloyal person who has benefited when uh, he had signed and was responsible for the Music Modernization Act for Taylor Swift and other musical artists so that they would get more of the money that they were entitled to. But he went off on the both of them before the kickoff. Yeah, yeah, I, I did hear about this beforehand. I was actually, he told us a little bit about this directly as we were, uh, as we were sitting down at the table here uh, and his kind of thoughts on, on this year. Um, you know, look, I think uh, to me, a, a lot of this is already baked in that, that Swift is going to be out there uh, supporting Biden, or maybe it's not the elderly old man that she's going to be supporting. Maybe it is a different candidate. I know that both you and John Katsimatidis and, and, and others at, at WABC have talked about potentially another candidate, whether it be Michelle Obama or Newsom. I can't imagine it being Kamala, but who knows? Um, at this point, when you look at that damning report that came out here just a few short days ago about Biden saying that he forgot the years that his oldest son passed away, forgetting the years that he was vice president, it's tough to imagine the Democrats can actually rally around this guy and they can look voters in the eye with any type of confidence and say, hey, this is the best that we could set forward over here. Well, so you know, I, I ex- you know yeah, this ahead, uh, has been very good for Kamala Harris, because remember, they've pushed her out into the forefront. You know, you expect uh, Biden's wife, Jill, obviously, to be supportive, but she's not a candidate. I've looked at Kamala Harris in defense of Biden. You notice how more presidential she appears? No laughing, no giddiness, no uh, sort of repetition, staring straight at the... I think she realizes... This is the time that she's got to prove to the Democratic uh, Party loyalists that she can, if not act presidential right now, look presidential compared to Joe Biden. Yeah, I think you're right. I think she sees a a golden opportunity here. But anytime she's been handed anything with this administration, she's not just failed. She's failed almost uh, monumentally. I mean, just think about the border. Remember, Kamala was the first border czar of this administration. How's that going, Curtis? That's not going too well, to the point where New York has turned into a, a southern border state at this point. So, uh, And you just see it time and time again, whether she's with world leaders, she seems to be completely outclassed, whether she's you know doing a media interview, laughs off key. Maybe she ends up looking good over these couple of days, but I just think it'll take a few weeks, and we'll see what Kamala Harris ultimately is and sadly it's not presidential material no and uh, clearly uh president joe biden is decaying in front of us day by day 
that special press conference, which if I were an advisor to him, I would not have had him do. Uh, just knowing how people who are like on that first initial stage of dementia or Alzheimer's get very angry. My yeah. father was in that condition in his 90s. I lived with that with my grandfather, Fidel Bianchino. The rage that they would have is like off the hook. Uh, 